Welcome to Free Range Flock. We were once the latchkey kids who came home to an empty house after school. We were feral, resilient, cynical, and innovative. Older than Google. Our teenage faces were never posted on social media. The internet was just an idea in our youth. Now we are older, wiser, and thriving. Our independent ways will continue to serve us. We plan to keep defying the odds, and we will carve our own path with grace, with humor, with joy, our way. We've been through some stuff. We will continue to keep pushing, and we are not going anywhere. The former Latchkey Kids are now the Free Range Flock. So Sarah. So Amy. (laughs) She's looking at me like, where are you going to go with this? (laughs) So I know you've got a a couple of hobbies. What are you into right now? Oh, no. You multi-passionate person. I am a multi-passionate person. You know how I always say, oh, Lord. This is definitely an oh, Lord moment. (laughs) Um, So I am in a band. I am president of Triad Ukulele Club here in Greensboro, North Carolina. I am... A avid walker. I have dogs. Um, I crochet. Um, I, I am a songwriter. Um, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that's a big one. I wasn't including that into yeah. this whole thing because it's it's a little more than a hobby. But at, at this point, but yeah, yeah. So I do all the things. You do all the things. So um, I'm also a walker. I have a dog who is my trainer, and I take him out for walks multiple times a day. Uh, it clears my mind. I yes. love it. That's, that's, like, that's like the main thing I have to do every day. Uh, I also like to go and kickbox because my life is stressful and I need to hit things to stay sane sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have other, like I like to read and I like to um, travel. I like to go hear music. Oh, um, gosh. All of those things. And, and yoga. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not that. But so uh, we're, we're talking today about hobbies and the importance of them. But uh, what's interesting is that Sarah and I represent the opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to hobbies. So Sarah has, and jump in if I do this wrong, Sasa, but if you, you she has an excessive amount of, of hobbies and she's it's kind of feels scattered between all of them. Oh, yes. I also have a handful of hobbies that I love, but I let work dominate my time. And so I find that I can't enjoy my hobbies as much as I want to. And there are times where um, when I do enjoy it, I feel guilty. Like if I sit down and read a book, I'm like, I should be grading up some papers. I should be mm-hmm, getting ready for mm-hmm. work. I mean, I should, and I, I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So I want to get more in that center place. Uh, where are you trying to go? I'm also trying to get into a more centralized place. I feel like I love all the things that I like to do, all mm-hmm. the things that bring me pleasure outside of work. Um, so I don't know how to give one up. Yeah. You know, um, and then there's the the additional challenge right now of work, just mm-hmm. being extru- extraordinarily busy and stressful. So then it's like, how do I balance work and my hobbies? Because for me, my hobbies have become almost like second jobs oh, okay. that, that don't make any money. <laughs> Not paid. 
that. Yeah. And plus, I mean, the reality is we have a limited amount of time. Yeah. But hobbies have a purpose. They they are great for relieving stress and a kind of a physical workout, depending on the hobby. It can be a mental workout, so it can help, you know, as you're getting older, helping you kind of keep everything functioning yeah. up top there. Um, but we kind of have to find a balance. And and that balance means for you not doing so much so that you can actually enjoy your life and have some downtime. And for me, it is prioritizing them more. And then when I do them, stop feeling guilty. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So that's what we're going to discuss today. I don't know if we're going to come up with any kind of grand answers. So maybe you're maybe you're on the side with me or maybe you're on the side with SAS. But um, we'll, we're going to find the middle ground hopefully today. So, Amy, mm-hmm. one thing that occurred to me when we were talking about this subject for this episode was that I feel like there's a real um, mindset difference between older folks, you know, our generation a little bit older, mm-hmm. and then younger folks than us. Um, I feel like younger folks tend to monetize mm. their hobbies a little bit more. They see it as an opportunity to have a side gig right. or do something they really love mm-hmm. and make some money at it. Whereas I feel like I know with my parents and with a lot of my peers, they see a hobby as just something you do for fun. Right, 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 right. And that's a good point. Like my 10-year-old is always like, whatever we do, he can we make money doing that? Can we, can we sell that? Like when I go through his closet, which feels like every other week, um, he's like, well, let's, let's not just give those clothes away. Let's, let's make, let's sell them and make money. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How <laughs> <laughs> much work that is. And like, yeah. just, yeah, there's, there's always a hustle involved. Mm-hmm. And when I think of a hobby, I think of enjoyment. I think of just being a human being and enjoying the moment and like just sitting down and enjoying a really good book just mm-hmm. is decadence to mm-hmm. me. It's just mm-hmm. getting in that story. Um, but I got to find a way to let myself do it more without feeling like I should be doing something else. Well, I think it's so important. I mean, um, when we were, t- again, talking about this episode a little bit, one of the things that we both identified was the fact that hobbies are are good for lots of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we should probably talk about, you know, how do we as individuals define a hobby? Yeah. What is a hobby to you? Hobby is something, um, you, you, something you do in your free time, and it's kind of like a... For me, it could be like a creative or a physical release that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's an activity mm-hmm. I like to do that I don't have to get paid to do. That I do for it's for me. Mm-hmm. It's for me. Mm-hmm. I think I think I define it in a very similar way. It's something you do for pure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is where you yeah. know, I was talking about a minute ago. I think there is that shift between generations. But for me, it's it's like something I do just for the sheer enjoyment of it, mm-hmm. you know. And that can involve, you know, cooking, or it could involve playing music or writing a song or right. whatever. So there's tons of things you can do for that for, in my world. Right. And when I when I talk to people who are like, I'm going to retire, and I'm like, what are you going to do with your time? And they're like, I don't know. I figured that out. And I'm like. I could figure it out for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I like I can envision a typical day when I'm retired, like all the things that I would fill my my time with. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, just the, all the hiking that I would get done in my lifetime would be done it would be amazing. 
So people who don't have a lot of hobbies always amaze me. Like, when do you have those moments where you can just be a human and just kind of enjoy something for sheer enjoyment? I, I think that we're we're in a weird place in our world. Um, and I think that the, the hobby, monetization of hobbies kind of feeds into this as well. I think our generation and older older tended to tend to have one maybe two jobs mm-hmm. um whereas younger folks because the economy is not the same as it used to be right. and there's so much gig economy now where people are working as freelancers or contractors right so they see any opportunity to, you know to make money right, right so it's like oh i can crochet these hats maybe i should open an etsy store and sell crocheted hats they are enjoying the process of crocheting those hats, but they're also able to right. make a little money in, at it. So I, I do think that that feeds into it to a certain extent. But I think that also takes some of the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And that's that's where I, I am very careful about, like, it's some of my hobbies are people are like, hey, you could make money doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I don't want to make do that. money doing that. Right. I'm not, now, if you paid me to kickbox, <laughs> I might kick for some money, but... I'm doing it already. But then what's interesting about the younger generation is that not only are they monetizing, but they're also filming themselves doing it. Yes. They're constantly like, look, here I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like home renovations. Like, look at me do this. And I'm like, gosh, everyone's filming themselves doing everything. Mm-hmm. My goodness. And I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be mm-hmm. honest, because yeah. personally, hobbies are kind of obviously not the band. You know, yeah. I'm in public doing that. But it's like... I do those things because I want to do them. And a lot of my hobbies are just like literally I'm in my living room doing them. Right. So I don't want people watching me no. write songs or play my ukulele. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I think that's something that makes the Free Rangers very different from mm-hmm. our younger, mm-hmm. the people coming behind us. Yeah. Um, all those, all those different generations. And that we just don't think about having, get, getting a hobby that I can make money off of. Yeah. It's not something that goes in my brain when I'm thinking of. No, and it's not bad. And if you're able to do that and do it successfully and it makes you happy, right? blessings upon you. Mm-hmm. But it's too much work to me right. to keep up with it and try to make it another job. But uh, I suspect there's going to be listeners out here that do not have any hobbies, that they are between... Um, Maybe they haven't found what they they love, mm-hmm. or maybe their time is just so dedicated to. Because remember that we're the sandwich generation. That's true. A lot of us are taking care of kids and taking care of our parents, and the idea of like taking thirty minutes just to do something for me just sounds too stressful. Like mm-hmm. they can't even imagine mm-hmm. finding that time. Mm-hmm. But those hobbies, that mo- those moments of finding time just to be a human being, is important. Very. And they need to prioritize that. Uh, you're also, um, I think about my kid. My, I want my kid to see me prioritize working out and that I've got to take care of myself because I want him to be uh, also taking care of himself as he goes and is older. So I always think about, like, I have to model this for my son. And so I worry about those people who are raising tons of kid or tons, maybe three or four, even that feels like tons. And then they're taking care of their parent. You're also setting an example for your kids. Mm-hmm. And are you prioritizing having, enjoying your life and showing them, or is, are you showing them that you just jump into the rat race and you just work until you fall down and then you wake up and do it again? Who, who are you going to be and what mm-hmm. are you going to teach them? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. I mean, what, what signals are we sending our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have kids, but um, 
it's important to model healthy behaviors and, and having a hobby, having those downtimes to do things that you enjoy is a thing that you want to model. Right. I mean, it's very important. Um, one of the things that, uh, one of the benefits of having that is it keeps you young. Yeah. So learning new things, having hobbies keeps those brain cells active, right. you know, as we, mm-hmm. as we age, we always use that term as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, but our brains don't function as well as they used to. And so right. you want to keep those, those, um, synapses firing mm-hmm. and you do that by learning a new thing. When my, my dad was in the seventies and had, um, had dementia, he's no longer with us. Um, I remember my brother who lives out of state was just like, get him to build a puzzle, get him to do this. And I said, it is too late to adapt uh, to adopt new hobbies when you're that age and have dementia because it's just going to frustrate you. Because whenever you learn something new, you've got that initial kind of you suck at it in the, in the beginning. That is so important. <laughs> oh to my state. gosh, you've got that you've got that moment of suckage basically, yes. and you got to push through it and get yeah. to the other side. Yeah. Um, that's too late. That's too late. Now's the time to do that. Now's the time to if you want to do puzzles when you're older, start it now and not mm-hmm. do it later. Mm-hmm. Um, we never came to the same page on that, but you, now's the time to find that healthy hobby that gives you that release, not definitely. later. Well, we, I mean, we definitely need to address the learning curve because learning curves can be extraordinarily frustrating. People don't look, like to look foolish or feel stupid, yeah. but that's just part of learning something new. Mm-hmm. And so when you're starting a new hobby, like if you want to learn how to crochet, I'm coming back to that because I do crochet. Um, at first, you're going to feel like your fingers don't want to work right and everything's going to get all tangled and you're not going to be able to do it and you don't understand because there's mm-hmm. all these little, uh, in the instructions, abbreviations that you don't know what they mean. Right, so it's right. like learning a new language. Mm-hmm. But once you do it for a little while, that learning curve becomes, it flattens out and then you don't feel stupid anymore yeah. and, and then you become competent and then you become good. Yeah. So it, it it's that period of suckage that we have to acknowledge for anything you do. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can't like just start doing it and know I'm going to be perfect at it. Yeah. Like I remember I was taking a yoga class and I was like looking over my friend. I'm like, I just can't do this. And she goes, if you could master all the moves, then you shouldn't be here already. You're here to like grow and get better. That whole kind of growth mindset. So yeah, it's, it's hard to remember when you're in the middle of the suckage, but um, that's, that's, that's that's what I'm calling it, that little area. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's so important. But for me, I find that I, I gravitate towards hobbies that that hit the part of me that let me flex the part of me that my work is not letting me Mm -hmm. flexing or Mm -hmm. I'm not flexing it as a parent. So for me, I sit in a chair a majority of the day. So my hobbies tend to be very physical minus reading. My hobbies tend to be very physical because I need to move and I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, I find that some of my hobbies I find, it it may sound crazy, maybe it won't, but I find that they become more of a meditation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like well, I go to a kickboxing gym and we are, have different stations and you hit the different stations and you do this plan workout, which is lovely. But I find that, so I'll go and look at the board and go, okay, I have to hit the sequence. And I find that when I'm doing that sequence, that my body and my mind are just focusing on that sequence mm-hmm. and just in that format. Mm-hmm. And many a times I have left that gym and go, I've completely forgot what, what I was stressed about when I walked in here. I think something at work was upsetting me, but I can't remember what that was. Mm-hmm. Just because 
doing that physical act became a meditation and it allowed me to just kind of go somewhere else and take a break. And that's what that hobby gave me. And that's why it's so important. Oh, I agree. But hobbies don't have to be like an elaborate Mm -mm. um, thing. They could be something inexpensive or no money whatsoever. Oh, of course. I mean, there's lots of things um, that you could do taking a walk. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's a great hobby. I know Mm -hmm. it doesn't really sound my hobby is walking, but it actually could be great. You can yeah. go hiking. We have a wonderful parks and rec um, system here in our area. We're very lucky in that. Um, in addition to that, the the public libraries around here offer free classes and mm-hmm. lots of different things, learning languages, learning about business, um, things in the university systems where yeah. if you're retired, you can go and take classes for free. I mean, there are so many things to get you involved, get right. you socialized, get you interested in new things mm-hmm. um, to keep those brain cells going. But you you just said the word socialize, and that's another thing that our hobbies will do. And as we get older, we've talked about in our friendship episode how when we get older, it's harder to make friends just because you're not you're not in your 20s and 30s. You're also you're going out and doing those things to be around new people once you get older you tend to kind of stay in your little bubble and your little groove and you have to be more deliberate about being social right so some hobbies can actually expand your social Mm -hmm. circle because it gets you out and gets you meeting different people definitely that's definitely a plus so if you're that person who is you know doing too much work or you're you're focusing on other people and you're not prioritizing yourself and you you found like they're talking about hobbies i don't have one you need to think about maybe I need to find a hobby that's social so that I can increase my social circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm just thinking about all of the different things that the, the local senior centers, and I know that's really hard to hear, y'all. <laughs> Did you just call senior us a senior? Senators. But I'm I'm 57. At the time of this recording, I'm 57 years old, and you know you can start joining senior centers when you're 60. Yeah. So it's not that far away from me. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! Don't tell me that. <laughs> But there's like, there are free, there's dance, dance lessons. You can take woodworking classes. There's gyms. You can do silver sneakers. Mm -hmm. There's so many different ways of getting you out and trying new things that are low to no cost. Mm -hmm. And you'll get to do the socialization plus learn a new skill. So Sarah, I'm just curious because you are the queen of hobbies. You have a lot of hobbies. Um, If you had the time to add another one. Oh my gosh, she just looked like to me like I was crazy. <laughs> and that's not, that's definitely not true. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, what else, I mean, what other things are appealing to you out there right now? Oh, goodness. So this is actually like when I retire, if I ever can, which I don't know if I ever can, <laughs> oh, honestly. Gosh. I'm one of those people that will work until I die. Um, no. The I will probably add this back in because I've done this in the past is painting. Um, because I really enjoy painting. It's just with all the other things I'm doing right now, I can't fit it in. I just don't have the, like literally the time to do. And I really enjoy it. And I want to learn how to digitally paint, Um, Mm. you know, not just doing like paint on canvas, which I love to do, but um, use my iPad and a stylus to be able to create art. So I can, I can create art anywhere because one of the things, the limitations of painting on a canvas is you do need a space to do that, and this could be done anywhere. Right, right, right. I'm just thinking. What about you? What would you like to I add? Oh, gosh. I do want to read more, definitely. I mean, I have a stack of books beside my bed that I'm like, I'm going to read it, and then I don't, but I just need to prioritize, like, the last 10 minutes every day. Let me just read a chapter read. real fast. Yeah. Um, do you do, like, audiobooks? 
Uh, I can. I have. I don't know. I just I don't know why I've been haven't been deliberate about that because now I walk all the time. I could listen to an audiobook around the corner, but I'm always I'm usually walking with a friend or my son, and so we're gabbing. So oh, I'm not that gonna, makes sense. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to a yeah. podcast while I'm walking with someone. So because that's that, then you can do two hobbies at one time. <laughs> you you literally have so many hobbies. You're thinking about how to multitask <laughs> them, how to do them at the same time. How to multitask. <laughs> There is something seriously wrong with me. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you, Sash. You just love many things. You're multi-passionate. So. Oh, I am. I have I, always been that way. I have always been that way. Um, I've been that girl who wants to do everything. I want to put my put my hands and like try everything. And um, I know recently we did an, uh, an episode about ADHD. And I after that episode was tested, I mm-hmm. think we've talked about that. And that's a symptom of ADHD <laughs> is like having, you know, lots and lots of hobbies and deep dives. And that would be me. Lots of deep dives. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I don't know if we solved anything because I, I seem to add, be adding more things to my list to do. <laughs> and um, I'm still feeling guilt for like reading for 10 minutes at night. But I think that awareness is key. Being aware of it is the first step. Talking about it with others is next, but maybe it's just setting some priorities for you, Sass. Maybe it's, you know, all right, t- now I'm going to do these three, three hobbies, and then later on I can tackle the other ones. So exactly. And for me, I've got to, I, I, I'm going to have to do it, and then just read at night and just do it and get over. My students are going to have to wait for me to grade that, but I do grade during the day. But it's just like that whole like. If I've got 10 minutes to read, this decadence of reading, I could be doing something productive or I could be putting laundry in the dryer, you know, mm-hmm, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I have to get over that. I've got to get to the other side of that. You can do it. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yes, I can do it. But um, it's, got to, it's about finding that balance. But hobbies are important. They, are, they have many different um, releases for us, physical, mental, um, they help us later on when we're, you know, trying to our brain function. Um, but you know, if you don't have a hobby, now's the time to kind of think about what that is. And if you are like Sasa and you've got every hobby, like let's prioritize and, and balance that out. So hopefully, out there, you have found your balance. You've found your your healthy amount of hobbies that help you enjoy your life and remind yourself that you're human and mm-hmm. have those moments. But it's not to the point that you are feeling like you're going all over the place and you're, you're prior, you need to scale down and prioritize so that you can survive and actually enjoy it and not be stressed by it. I'm looking yes. at Sass with yes. my stern eyes now. Do not, do not stress out over your hobbies. <laughs> So Amy, what's Jules' hobby? So Jules, my son, has many, many hobbies. Uh, the key hobby is Lego. Everything is Lego. <laughs> Lego happens. Um, I try to I try to isolate the Legos into like one room, but I'm not successful. There's Legos in almost every not in my bedroom, but there's like er- Legos everywhere in our house. He's in Taekwondo. He kickboxes with me. Um, he sometimes walks the dogs with me. He's, he's the type that, who he also has ADHD, he's the type that wants to do a bit of everything. Like, he'll see a sport advertised, like, can I do that? And I'm like, 
all right, there's only a certain number of days in the week. <laughs> and if you do that, you can't do this. So I'm helping yeah. him balance out. So yeah. I always say that there's parallels between Jules and Sasa because you guys are always like, if we can do 10, we can do 100. <laughs> And I'm over here going, my checkbook says no. no. My checkbook says we're going to limit it to three, but helping them balance. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he's learning that those hobbies are important and that helps him enjoy his life and yeah. be, remember he's a human. Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think that um, just knowing Jules, I think he's, he's definitely got that lesson and he has so much interest and curiosity. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing that, that hobbies, we didn't talk about earlier, but hobbies just um, heighten your sense of curiosity. And that, that beginner's mindset, that curiosity is so important for us as we are, you know, maturing because it keeps us young. Right. Push through the suckage. That's our message. Push Push through through the the suckage and get to the other side. But remember the hobbies are important. That's, I mean, it's not just something that's on the wayside. It's as it's it's important as working and bringing money in and taking care of your loved ones. Hobbies remind us that we're human. Oh, I love that. I really love that. So, hey, listeners, in the, in the show notes or in the comments, make sure you tell us what your favorite hobby is. And thank you so much for listening, y'all. Thank you for joining us for Free Range Flock. Our goal is to inspire and celebrate who we are, the Generation X kids who grew up and decided to do things their way with grace, humor, and joy. This has been a production of Sassy Am. If you want to learn more about our podcast, follow our blog, share your positive insights about being a free ranger, or to suggest topics or guests for future episodes, please visit our website at sassyam.com. That's S-A-S-S-A-Y-A-M.com. Keep pushing.